up, run! Prepare to meet your maker, Blacksmith. Right here, Tannen! I thought we could settle this like men! You thought wrong, dude. You know what I think? No. I think Buford's going to jail. <laughs> Get him out of that shit. Get him! Buford Tannen, you're under arrest for robbing the Pine City stage. You got anything to say? Come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Back to the future three, a month long podcast with me. It's Marchy McFly, it's Marchy McFly again. Again. I'm doing it again. I couldn't stay away, I confess. Another adventure with Marty and Doc, and this time 
there in the old west so come along with me celebrate year three it's marchy mcfly again stay here all month long and get sick of this song cause it's marchy mcfly it's marchy mcfly again again It's a 31 day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back in the future part three. Today, 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 I'm here for the 26th time, 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 talking about back. To the future part three, 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 three. Welcome back to Margie McFly, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 26th day of March. And as you know, I've already said, this is the 26th day in a row that I've watched Back to the Future part three. And the 26th day in a row that I'm here podcasting about Back to the Future part three. Three, 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 three. Now, today, um, I wanted to talk about something. Well, actually, I've been meaning to talk about this. And, you know, I'm kind of running out of days as far as what I want the title of the show to be and what I want the picture of the episode to be. Um, So even though yesterday we were talking, the photo was of um, Marty delivering a specific drink to Doc. Um, today, I want to talk about it because yesterday we had special guest Eric on the show, so we just kind of, you know, went went did some general Back to the Future Part Three, uh, you know, discussions. And don't forget Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, longtime guest friend, friend and guest of the show, Jason, will be returning to Geek Mentality and Margie McFly, but. The thing I wanted to talk to you about specifically, uh, there'll be other things, I'm sure. I have notes that I I wrote down that I thought would, you know, I wanted to bring up. But today I wanted to talk about Joey. Let's let's make some wake-up juice. I'm sure I got that wrong, even though I've watched this movie 26 times. I'm sure I got that quote wrong. I want to talk about specifically wake-up juice and a couple things that um, that I noticed because... Today, I, I, as you know, or as you may know, I've been saying that I'm also reading the novelization of Back to the Future Part 3, but I'm reading it notoriously slow. So much so that um, we haven't, what am I? Am I like in 190 something? I'm, I just got to the point where, well, actually, I just got to the point where um, they killed Marshall Strickland in the book. The, the murder of Marshall Strickland uh, stays as part of the story. So I imagine at the end, uh, Buford will be, will be uh, arrested for you know, that crime instead of the uh, Pine City stage robbery. Um, but also in the book, because while this is going on, that scene was, that scene was basically right, uh, him riding into town right before... They show up outside of the saloon, and you know, call out Clint Eastwood, and I and I, I don't I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. 
I apologize if I have, but I've been meaning to every time I watch that scene and the cavalry scene. Those are my two favorite um, sound design scenes because, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Marty Indians, all that happens. They, they ride, you know, jump over the cave. They don't notice the, uh, the car at all. I think Marty could have backed the car to the cave a little more, but, um, they don't notice that Marty watches them go. And then you hear this like wave of sound. And then he's like, Oh shit, the cavalry. But I love that, that kind of fading in sound. And it happens again in a, in a lesser extent when uh, Buford and his gang ride into, you know, downtown Hill Valley. Right while, while uh, Marty's trying to wake up Doc, right outside, you see them pull up outside. And when you, th- you think about it, we didn't get this at the beginning uh, when, when Buford first showed up at the saloon. But we seeing Buford and his gang pull up, even though it's towards the end, is reminiscent of uh, seeing Biff and his gang pull up outside the the uh, malt shop, and seeing Griff and his friends hover down, pull pull up right outside the cafe eighty. So this happens again. It's kind of another callback in the in the synergy of Back to the Future. But there's that that moment of sound of that that team uh, of of ruffians and and no gooders something like that uh, running into town. I like their like. The horse, the sound of the horses. Those are just two things that stuck out to me that I've been meaning to discuss. So that's the part I'm in the book, um, I'm at in the book right now. But right before that is when Doc took the shot of whiskey, Doc passed out, and the bartender says he needs to have something else. Now, in the book, in the novelization, I have it pulled up here. Uh, he says, uh, you know, he, uh, Marty gives Doc the coffee. And the bartender says, son, the bartender said over Marty's shoulder, if you want him to sober up fast, you're going to need something a little stronger than coffee. Marty looked at the barkeep. In, in matters like this, he supposed he should consult an expert. What do you suggest, Marty, he asked. The bartender grinned and waved a young man over to him, to the bar. Joey, he instructed, get me some Tabasco sauce, cayenne pepper, onion, chili peppers, and mustard seed. He doesn't call it wake-up juice. That's never mentioned in the book. Says the young fellow nodded and ran, and ran into the back room as the bartender reached beneath the polished wooden shelf and pulled out a bottle of vinegar and part of an onion. Uh, and then it just it says how he dumps them all together. Now, this isn't me saying, and now I'm going to make this myself because I don't have uh, Tabasco sauce. I don't have an onion. Um, I might have chili peppers. I don't think I have a mustard seed, and I don't think I have uh, any. Well, I might have cayenne pepper. I don't know. So it's not about me uh, recreating this. But what I did find was there are some YouTubers out there that that did recreate this or tried to recreate this the best I can. So I am going to, I just want to mention them. I'm not going to play the videos because uh, I'm going to mention these videos. I'm going to put links to them in the show notes. And I think you should check them out. The first one is from a YouTube channel called Cocktail Chemistry. What I like about what they did is the guy went to the script. He said he went back to the original script. Uh, he found it in the script for The Paradox. Remember, Paradox originally was the screenplay that two and three uh, was, you know, one was one long story, which it kind of is one long story. But that was the, the original treatment screenplay. And he uses that script and i took a screenshot of what he said and in that sc- in the script 
it says um, a bottle of Tabasco sauce. Uh, the Tabasco is on the bar. Next to it is a jar of jalapeno juice, a bottle of mustard seed, some cayenne pepper, part of an onion, and vinegar. So very similar to the book, except in the book, they don't mention, they mention Tabasco sauce, uh, cayenne pepper, onion. They say chili peppers. There's no chili peppers mentioned in the screenshot, at least that I have. Mustard seeds are mentioned, but they talk about jalapeno juice. So this guy goes and takes that, takes those incre- ingredients from the script, not the, not the novelization. I just thought it was interesting that there's a little difference there. Uh, he takes that and he makes it the best, uh, uh, as best he can, you know, based on how much ingredients they, it looks like they're all dumping in to the glass. He drinks it and the guy, you, the reaction is exactly how you think it would be. But then he does something cool. He says, you know, what if I took the basics of this, uh, this ingredients of these ingredients, try to actually make some drinks out of it. So the first thing he makes is a, a beer mixed drink, which I didn't even know you did that. You took beer and made mixed drinks with it. Uh, and the second one he did, he made something almost like an old fashioned. Now I don't know what that is. I know an old fashioned is a drink called an old fashioned, just like I know like a Manhattan is called a Manhattan. I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's like, is Manhattan like ingredients or is it a Manhattan mix? I I guess I've heard of Manhattan mix, but that's ingredients mixed to make Manhattans. Ladies and gentlemen, I am on the other half of my 40s. I'm 46 years old. uh, And I don't know, I think the Queen's English, if if it were were the Queen's English, I don't know, know nothing about... Um, about alcohol or drinking, really. You know, I'll have, um, I'll have a whiskey drink, I'll have a lager drink, I'll have a cider drink, I'll have a... Oh, did I screw it up? Oh, gosh, damn it. Tub thumping. Um, but I don't know, like, oh, I'm having an old-fashioned. I don't know what that means. Oh, I'm having a bourbon. I, I, I've heard, I know what bourbon is. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it tastes like, and I couldn't tell you if it's good. I probably would go, when I took a sip of it. Um, but I have, I have some hard cider in my fridge. I think that's delightful. I just, I am just a novice to the 10th degree as far as alcohol is concerned. So when he makes an old fashioned, it looks kind of cool. It's got a giant ice cube in it. Uh, and he says, well, yeah, this is a nice improvement on it. Um, so I, I, I think that's a fun video to check out. It's only like seven or eight minutes long. Uh, and then I found another video from a YouTube channel called How to Drink. Now, it seems like this YouTube channel is very popular. They have, like, I think twice as... They, like, a million more views, and literally, I think, and twice as many um, um, uh, subscribers. Like, this, the Wake Up Juice uh, from Cocktail Chemistry has 142,000 views, which is nothing to sneeze at. I, please. He, he's got 666 subscribe 666,000 subscribers, and this video was posted two years ago, and it's called Recreated Wake Up Juice from Back to the Future. The other one I'm talking about now uh, is from three years ago, and it's got 1.7 million views from a channel that has 1.65 million subscribers. And this one is entitled Destroying My Insides with Wake Up Juice from Back to the Future Part 3. I like that. That's a fun title. Uh, this guy, it doesn't seem like he... Um, he uses a script or any sort of source material except 
for what he's seeing on screen in the scene. He, I, I, I think he does a fairly good job of make of uh, of recreating it. He seems to forget the hot sauce a couple times, but he but he ends up adding it in, and he does the same thing where he says, "Let me try to make another drink." Um, you know, out of this, something a little more palatable. And he makes a spicy bourbon hangover drink, which I'd like to try. I don't know. I, I feel like anytime you drink alcohol, I'm just like, when people say, oh, it's so smooth or it's so, uh, it's smoke, it's so sweet. Uh, everything just tastes like rah to me. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I've just never really had, um, you know, good alcohol. I don't know. Um, but that one is a pretty good, that one's like twice as long as like 15 minutes, but it's still an enjoyable uh, view. And I like his, his whole setup. Like he's got a, um, like one guy's, it looks like he's in his kitchen, which it doesn't look cheap or it looks like he's in like a test kitchen almost. It doesn't look cheap or anything. It just, it just looks more like, um, like clean and sciencey and modern with this guy. I don't know if he did this, if he does this for different movies, cause he has, how do he he recreates Star Wars drinks? He does all kind. He recreated a butter beer. I'm just looking at these. Um, of course, that one's got six million views. I gotta watch that one. So this guy, I don't I don't know if he just recreates drinks from movies, um, but he his setup like he just had a nice bar that he was kind of standing at. It just felt almost it felt more like a TV um, uh, production that he was doing. And I just thought it was, I, I thought it was, I liked the, that the other guy based it on the script, but, um, I can see how this guy's a very popular, uh, YouTuber. Um, so I'm going to put links to both of those in the uh, show notes that I, I think you should check out. Uh, but I have, I am not having made, I did not make any wake up juice to drink myself. Unfortunately. Um, so, oh, also yesterday, um, show note, Eric was on the show and he quizzed me, uh, about something about, uh, how many men Biff was credited with killing, well, you know, besides the, the, the not counting, uh, certain people because, uh, of the racist, racist history of, of Hill Valley. And I was convinced it was 14. I was like, I need to check this and I was like, go ahead and check it. And guess what? I did check it. And guess what? I was wrong. And Eric was correct. It is 12. I thought it was 14. I've watched this movie 20. I watched it for 25 days in a row, thinking it was I not think in my in my first answer is 14. Today I watched and I go, oh crumbs. It's 12. And by the way, oh crumbs, I think like I decided recently that I want that to be my exclamation, uh, you know, not damn it or, or cuss words uh, or, or swear words or curse words and whatever. But oh, crumbs um, is, I don't know, it's just, it just fits. And it is so delightful to say, even when you're, you're saying it because you're upset, ah, oh, crumbs. So, oh, crumbs, Eric was right and I was wrong. Um, Let's go and see how many show notes I have left. Uh, oh, at the end. I know I'm jumping ahead, but Doc rides that. I've talked about this movie 25 days. I'm going to jump ahead. Doc rides the hoverboard uh, when he saves Clara, and he rides that so smoothly. Now, maybe the hoverboard is just easy to pick up, 
It's very intuitive. Uh, it's from the future. And this is the doc from 85. So he's been in 2015. He knows about these hoverboards. That they're not like, what is this crazy contraption? Like when 1955 docs like, bring that flotation device. Um, this doc knows all about hoverboards. But I thought it would have been cool to see him kind of just playing with it in the barn, except realizing now that this is the 1985 doc who knows all about the future. Uh, it doesn't quite make sense. Why would he be playing with this? Now, the 1955 doc, if he had some extra time, he'd probably think this is a cool, very unbelievable futuristic toy. I need to figure this out and try to play with it. So as I said, it would have been fun to see him practicing in the barn, but it doesn't quite uh, make sense when you think about it. Um, oh, what is it? Seamus McFly is probably a good shot. I think I talked about that. He, he, he seemed to shoot those pheasants or whatever it was he shot, rabbits. Uh, in the library, I didn't notice this until last week, but Copernicus is with Doc and Marty in the library. You, I, maybe you see them more, him more than once, but the, way I no, the moment I notice is when you see the big overhead shot of Doc and Marty in the library area, Copernicus is on a table, and he, he's wagging his tail. So I'm assuming they, they rushed right over there, didn't drop, you know, didn't take Copernicus out for it. Well, he was outside of the cemetery. I'm sure he defecated all over those graves. Uh, he desecrated and defecated. But they didn't drop him off home. But they, I mean, they had the tow truck. Even if they did, they were like, you're coming with us. and they, We don't care. We're going to break into the library, and we're going to let my dog piss everywhere. Um, but I just thought... It, I don't know. I wanted to notice. I just wanted to mention, you see his little tail wagging. He seems to be having a good old time. Um, George McFly. So I say George McFly, uh, George McFly's father had an affair, but the mother loved George as her own. So that's, what do I mean by that? So George McFly's father. Okay. Every McFly looks like Marty. Okay. Except, um, George McFly had an affair with another woman who kind of looked like George. Okay. But George is, George's father is so commandeering. He's like, we're never going to tell him. Uh, and let's say that uh, he took that kid in as his own. The, the woman with the affair had, didn't want anything to do with George. Okay. So they took this kid in. He looked half like, uh, he barely looked like a McFly, but he looked more like um, the mom who he never knew. So he didn't know that, you know, this is, which it would have been crazy because then he looks at, 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 um, at Calvin Klein, who looks just like his dad. But so it doesn't quite make sense. But I was trying to figure out why George, why every McFly looks like Marty except for George and Dave. So I'm thinking it has to do with this affair. Now he has half that McFly uh, uh, blood in him. So that DNA went and created Marty, who looks just like every other McFly in history. But some of the DNA from the mom seeped into, uh, into Dave McFly, and that's why he's kind of tall and, and gawky, just like George. I have just solved the mystery of why Seamus effing McFly looks like um, Marty, why William McFly looks like Marty, why Martin McFly probably looks like Marty too. Um, and it's mostly because of the inbreeding. But I think um, the reason that George doesn't is because of the, uh, obviously, the, the torrid, torrid affair with that trollop who didn't even want to be with her son. Uh, anyway, that, I just made that all up, but I don't know. I was, I'm trying to make sense out of it. Um, 
couple other things. Oh, what is this? Oh, I, I think I talked about Tannen with when he's with Clara. That's when he's at his kind of scariest and creepiest. Well, we get a looky what we have here, which is right out of, uh, was it out of one or two? Because I know he says it in two when he sees her um, around the, oh no, I think they say it in one with the car. And I think he says it in two. Yes, he says it in one when he takes Mc, when he takes Calvin Klein, uh, Marty, out of the car. Then he sees uh, Lorraine. I believe he says it in two when Lorraine is with her friend looking at the uh, the dress for the dance. I think, but we definitely hear uh, Buford say it. So it's a very tannin thing to say. Look at what we have here. Uh, but of course, he you know he's trying to say, oh, I bet you'll do something for eighty bucks. And then he shoves her, and I realize that is, you know, he's killed 12 men, not 14, 12 men. And yet when he shoves Clara, that's when I, I, I hate him the very, very most. Uh, and uh, I guess one of those 12s originally would have been, uh, would have been the Marshal, Marshal Tannen, but not anymore. Um, a couple other things I wanted to note. Um, oh, I, I talked about the sound. Oh, I wrote down the, the sound of the cavalry. Okay, in the sound of Buford's uh, gang. Two things. In 1990, I'm wondering, did, did kids just not wear seatbelts? And I say this with experience. In 91, I believe, because uh, I, was, I was just, um, I think I was just finished my freshman year of high school. 1991, we, my friend, his sister, uh, her friend, and me were in the car, and we're driving to, I think, her eighth grade graduation. And my buddy takes a left without even looking because I made him laugh. And he's one of these guys who, to this day, wants to look at you while he's talking to you, even if he's friggin' driving. Now I'm, I'm frightened and, I'm, and I wear seatbelts constantly. But then I didn't. We totaled his dad's car. I remember hitting my head against the glass. Thankfully, this is like a 1970-something uh, 442, this big souped-up power car that he probably shouldn't have been driving. Um, and... He, you know, we, I hit the glass, my head, no concussion. I probably did have a concussion, but I, in 1991, they, they didn't check it. They kind of, I remember the doctor said, just wake him up and check his head. He should be fine. You're good to go. Um, but that's my point being, and I'm not trying to make this like some tragedy because we were all fine. We were all fine. It scared the hell out of us, but we were all fine. Um, but the, when Marty and Jennifer are driving and they're going to race needles, uh, they're not wearing seatbelts at all. So Marty backs up like a crazy person, spins around, and you can see them kind of bouncing around in their car. Now, originally, Marty does race him. Maybe, maybe Jennifer wasn't in the car in the original timeline. Because if she was in the car and they hit that Rolls Royce, Jennifer was not wearing a seatbelt, she probably would have been hurt pretty bad. And it's the fact that Marty only seems to hurt his hand, broke his hand. Uh, they seem like they're, he's pretty lucky, pretty lucky. So originally I thought Jennifer didn't have a scratch in her, but I'm going to say originally Jennifer was not in the car. And for some reason they wanted to race on a Sunday afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon for what I'll do. Oh my God. Do I have another song? Sorry, I'm reaching from my guitar. So we could do like, uh, we can do like, um, okay, we could do like a. 
So it's like a race, racing on a Sunday afternoon. But I hit that Rolls Royce trying to beat needles. Goodbye. Okay, that's all I got. I'm not actually going to uh, write that whole song. Um, but because of it's, it's such a minute moment, and he doesn't actually race needles on a Sunday afternoon. That's in an alternative time that never happened. Uh, okay, the last thing I want to talk about today, and it is, I've noticed this over the years of my movie watching. I love background action. Okay, I love the choreography of it all. I find it very impressive. Like, in this movie, there are moments where they are um, talking about the map. And there is so much going on in the background. The whole town is bustling. You see Clara's there. um, And none of that, quote-unquote, matters to the shot. It's just everyone go about these things and focus on these two guys. Same thing when they're talking to the conductor and what is he, Fearless Frank Fargo? Is that his name? When he, when the, the guy he's talking about. And you see the clock in the background. And I believe you see Clara again. But all that stuff is like, if they screw that up, that is, who cares if, Marty, if Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox nailed their delivery of the lines? We got to do it again. So it's just like that background stuff I love. The whole dance um, at the party, you see there's like this blonde woman clapping and she's doing this thing where she's spinning her hands over and you see Clara kind of slowly clapping, waiting for, for a doc to ask her to dance. And I'm wondering if that's how people clap then. But there's, there's just a lot happening there. Certain parts of the town, like when Doc is talking uh, to Marty about, you know, there's no way Clara's uh, showing up. You know, someone outside has to, has to say, go. And the mayor pulls up with his carriage perfectly timed uh, to come out and talk to talk to Emmett right then and there. Uh, I just all kinds of stuff like that is happening. You know, I'm sure obviously it happens in all kinds of movies, but I'm always impressed like that. I think in Jaws, the big one was like this beach is filled with people. They're here for a movie, but none of them quote unquote matter to the shot, but don't screw it up either. You know, if you're walking around, walk where they tell you to walk, whatever. The biggest one for me in this movie, and I don't know if I'm just easily impressed or what, but when Doc, like, it's all kind of one shot, I think. Uh, It's, you know, they blow out the car, and then he says, it's going to take me a month to repair. He's like, a month? You have money? Because I know, I know, I know. He goes, you know, okay, so we can't pull the cart. Uh, Oh, wait, what if we go down a steep hill? Ice, we'll wait till the lake to freeze over. He's like, Monday. He goes, right, right, we can't, uh, we can't pull, um, pull the cart, uh, roll it downhill. But what if we could push it? And right when he says that, way off in the distance, the train pulls up and times it perfectly. Now, I wonder how much has to go into that. He just looks and he's like, ah, aha, you know, Eureka. I don't know whatever he says. Um, I, I've got it. Um, I've watched it 25 times. And I don't remember what he says, but He's talking to Marty, and they're in focus right there. And in the background, boom, that train pulls up. And that is not a that is not CGI. Nowadays, it's just, we'll just put that train in. Don't worry about it. It's a green screen back there. And it will look pretty perfect. Nope. This is, as far as I know, I could be wrong. But as far as I'm, if I know, this is all, that's all happening in camera. Now, maybe I'm wrong. If it's not happening in camera, okay. 
then it's you know it's it's a it looks great, um, but you know it's not that impressive. But if it is all happening in camera, like I think it is, that shot to me is one of my favorite shots in the whole movie, and it's so subtle and it lasts three seconds. But the train pulling up right back there, um, you can add the sound effects later. But the smoke, everything, just absolutely perfect. And uh, huh, look at that. I think I'm done. Um, oh, well, I might as well talk about, you know, today's, I want to talk a little bit about today's photo, the duel, the duel between, uh, uh, Mad Dog and Marty. To me, it's still, uh, Thomas Wilson's, like, the, the pinnacle of just three movies of wonderful performances is that, you know, he's like, draw, and Marty's like, no, I thought we could settle this like men. And just like the episode title, uh, Buford says, you thought wrong, dude. Doesn't even wait a second. And boom, draws so quick, shoots Marty right in the chest, probably thinking that's the easiest way. That's how you kill a man. You shoot him in the heart. Doesn't work. But he said it, it's so easy. And I, I know I've talked about this before, but I don't care because I love it so much when he says, Oh, thank you. Thank you. And he starts like, he doesn't say, I don't think he says thank you twice, but I, in my head, he's like, thank you. Thank you. And he does this little curtsy, this little, this little bow. It is great. It's great. 25 times that I've seen it. 26 times. I'm sorry. Today that I've seen it. It'll be great for the final seven, eight, nine, zero, one, five times. See how I did math there. It'll be great for the final five times. Every time I see that, uh, I smile. It is just it is there are there are things in this movie that I don't care if I've watched the 25 26 times they make me smile I'm not laughing out loud or anything but they just they just make me happy every time I see them and I I'm looking forward to seeing them again tomorrow and speaking of tomorrow it's another day it's the final monday the final marchy mcfly monday oh my goodness gracious um but I hope that you'll be there because you know I'll be there. I'll be there watching Back to the Future Part 3 and talking about Back to the Future Part 3. And my friends, I hope you'll be there too. Now, in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. Uh, the Facebook page is fans.experts and the website is fans.experts.com. That's it. I think I'm done here. So I want to thank you once again for listening. Thank you once again for subscribing. Get ready, because we're at the final five here, the final week. Ooh, baby. Uh, but we, have, we still have these five days to look forward to. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kinda funny and awesome I think that I'm worth your time And I'm kinda handsome My mom says Please listen and Please subscribe At least listen to this episode Fans not expert